Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. The Bloomberg Futures Report brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. U.S. stock index futures higher with equities poised to add to their strongest rally in almost three months amid rising crude oil prices while data clouded the picture on growth. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up three points. Dow E-mini futures up 35. NASDAQ E-mini futures up seven and a half. The DAX in Germany is up six tenths percent. Ten-year treasury up three thirty seconds. The yield 1.85 percent. The yield on the two-year 0.89 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 1% or 49 cents to $50.05 a barrel. COMEX gold up 6 tenths percent or $7 to $12.33.60 an ounce. The euro, $1.1211, the yen 109.75. And in a headline crossing the Bloomberg, banks in Saudi Arabia are coming under fresh pressure over products that allow speculators to bet against the kingdom's currency peg. That's according to people with knowledge of the matter. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, thank you so much. You get lucky, and we are this morning with the news on Apple Time Warner. Not news, but speculation. Gene Munster is with Piper Jaffray and has helped us so much with perspective on Apple Computer. Gene, there, uh, 16 years ago, January 2000, there is that timeless photograph of Mr. Levin of Time Warner and Mr. Case of America Online. Is Tim Cook heading into a nightmare if he even begins to think about this transaction? I, I think so, and I think the the reason is that what Apple's trying to accomplish in content won't necessarily be solved by getting Time Warner, potentially Netflix. And the reason is they want a solution that has everything. They want a kind of all-in-one product, and by buying some content doesn't solve that. And so I think that their money will be better spent going after things around self-driving cars or mixed reality versus content. The scope and scale, we forget Time Warner is so iconic, Bugs Bunny and everything else we know of. $81 billion of cash from operations versus $4 billion. It's amazing on every ratio how much smaller Time Warner is than an Apple computer. Yeah, it is, and I think that's kind of feeds some of this belief that it can happen is because Apple has so much leverage and, you know, $60 billion plus a year in free cash flow, and so it makes it easy for them to consider these. But I think if they go down this road and do Time Warner, that doesn't solve the problem. If they go and buy more than Time Warner and the content, then it starts to make more sense if they've got a broader uh, content acquisition strategy. The challenge they'll have with that, though, is there's antitrust issues that will kick in if they really want. Their money's better spent at paying up for licensing a broad range of content, in our opinion. Yeah, do you think that uh, folks are making too much of this? I mean, the story was that they met a year ago, and it, it does appear that neither side moved forward with it. Yeah, I, I think that the, I think they're making too much out of it. I think that Apple is intensely interested at fixing the content problem, and I think they're meeting with all the content players, and so it's understandable that these stories are coming out, but it doesn't solve, I think, their bigger picture uh, challenge. What Apple's really going for is that if you have an Apple TV, you're going to have 30 different or 50 different channels that you can choose from and pay a few dollars per month. 
and the idea is that you get the package that you really want for $60 in total versus spending 120 today. That's what they're going after, and to get that, they got to meet with pretty much everybody in the content world. Uh, a story about um, Apple was one of uh, two companies that met and did not proceed. Uh, we've got another story about uh, two companies that said they weren't going to proceed, and maybe they are. AT&T, reported yesterday by our Alex Sherman, is actually bidding for Yahoo after saying they wouldn't do that. Yeah, Yahoo's been obviously shopping themselves, and I think that a lot of companies say that they won't do this because they don't want to tip their hand in these negotiations. The best thing to say is we're not interested and hope that the price comes down. I think what we've seen with other content with AOL getting acquired by Verizon kind of opened up, I think, some of the historical windows that, that companies like uh, the carriers have thought about these content players. In other words, I think that this is something that kind of falls within the reason. And, again, everybody knows that Yahoo's for sale and AT&T is a potential acquirer and probably right. towards the top of the list. Help me here with what Tim Cook has learned from whatever they paid for Beats, iTunes, of which, full disclosure, folks, I bought a fair amount of stuff, has vapored in the last year off of Apple Music and streaming. That's got to be sobering, even if you're making $81 billion cash from operations. Well, if you look at the their services business, it's 10% of revenue. It grew at 20% in the March quarter. It grew at 15% in the December quarter. This doesn't get to your point about iTunes. It, their broader strategy around services, which include apps, uh, I think that's going very well. That's all combined together. It's right. extremely profitable for them. It has a 60% gross margin versus 40%. On the content side, to your point, they have struggled, and I think that uh, struggled is a relative term. I think that that uh, uh, the Beats acquisition really didn't play out, and ultimately the hardware, the headphone hardware, is kind of slow. Okay, so what so, did they learn from that? What did they learn from you know Jimmy and the, all the press conferences and the hand holding like Levin and Case a million years ago? Gene Muster, what was the lesson learned? The biggest lesson is that when they need to make bets, and these have been relatively small bets so far, but they need to get themselves into high-growth markets. Don't get yourself into a headset, uh, the, the Beats headphones market, which ended up rolling over. You want to spend money in markets that have huge growth opportunities. Scale. Mike, I mean, it's Vinod Kosla 101. You, Mike, exactly. you got to have scale. No. Well, they have it and they don't. And that's, where where that's are you by by hold sell right now in this bear market dog? I love telling Gene <laughs> Munster that. Where are you, uh, Gene? We're going to come back with you, but where are you by hold sell? We're believers in this. We have a buy rating based on as the numbers start to turn positive in the December quarter, the multiple is going to go up. Very good. We're going to come back with Gene Munster. Interesting technological discussion on Apple uh, computer. I've got a target here of 153 on Apple, which is modestly higher from where it is uh, right now. Mike, it's amazing how we get lucky of our guest. Gene was booked like six months ago. And then you get this, Mike, you correctly what? said rumor from a year ago. Yeah. Is that the right way to put it? That seems to be what it came down to. Okay. Well, Gene Munster, Piper Jeffrey with us. We're thrilled to keep this conversation going. We speak to you on economics, finance, investment, and international relations, Bloomberg surveillance. 
Counting down to the opening bell, brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. And good morning. I'm Karen Moscow, along with Tom Keen and Michael McKee. The opening bell brought to you by SEI. Today's competitive marketplace requires asset managers to become more operationally adept. Imagine transforming your business with SEI's global platform at SEIC.com slash IMS. And stocks are little changed to higher at the open. The S&P 500 up a point to 2091. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 12 points to 17,866. That's about a tenth of a percent. The Nasdaq up almost a tenth of a percent, up three points to 4898. Ten-year Treasury up 430 seconds. The yield 1.85 percent. The yield on the two-year 0.88 percent. NYMEX crude oil up nine-tenths percent or 44 cents to $50 a barrel. COMEX gold is up six-tenths percent or $7 to 1233.60 an ounce. The euro, $1.1212, the yen, 109.75. Tom and Mike. Karen Moscow, thank you very much for talking with Gene Munster of Piper Jaffray about uh, the, the latest in the technology uh, corporate space. And we were talking about how uh, great it is to have uh, him on, on this day when there's some breaking news. Um, there is some other uh, breaking news this morning, Gene, that uh, is fascinating to me. Uh, Amazon, uh, Bloomberg reporting, is uh, expanding its uh, cloud service for artificial intelligence software. I know when you make a supercomputer, they don't just build one computer. They tie out basically a whole bunch of computers together. And this says that Amazon is working on basically doing that. You can create a supercomputer, essentially, uh, if their technology works, and run your artificial intelligence software on it and do amazing things. Uh, this has nothing to do with delivering diapers to your door. It, it doesn't. It's a totally separate business. There's a, a kind of a, a long, uncorrect story that they, they birthed this business out of kind of extra capacity they had from their retail commerce but it's actually just a totally separate business. And they, I think they have huge ambitions that every business eventually is going to be run off the cloud. And what you're talking about today makes it for even bigger companies to be able to scale all these computers together and to build one massive machine that's a really smart machine. And so uh, how what, what kind of company is, is Amazon going to be? Does this lead at some point to Amazon splitting into pieces? I think eventually that you know that that's we don't know is the answer, but but uh, conceptually they're two different businesses, and so if you think about eBay and PayPal and the fact that they had some workings together, but they eventually were able to split, there's no expectation that that's going to happen, but mm-hmm. conceptually that could happen. When do I get to buy Amazon? How do you deal, Gene Munster, with a stock that will never pull back? 
you look at the big long-term themes and ask how well are they positioned, and you don't worry as much about the valuation piece. And I know that's a hard thing to do, and that can be a trap in, in the past. But in this case, they have infrastructure that's almost impossible to be. And I'll give you one example of something that's just emerging. It's, it's automated commerce, and they're starting to work with uh, different product manufacturers like washing machines and dishwashers and, and, and locks on, on your home that require batteries and light bulbs and all these things that you spent mindless time trying to refill. Amazon's getting smarter and building smart machines, helping manufacturers like mm-hmm. Whirlpool build smart machines that will automate that. That's the kind of stuff that makes investors feel comfortable that even though the valuation's high, that they can continue to gain wallet share over the next decade. Again, you come down to the question of when you get paid. I mean, not just when you buy it, when you get paid for it. Um, are they getting to the point where I mean, they're going to be getting Apple-like where they're going to have so much um, overdue to uh, investors that the pressure on Jeff Bezos gets uh, so enormous that he's got to change his business strategy? I, I don't think so. I think he tends to look at things as a private company and operates as a private company. He's making decisions for the next five and ten years, and so I think that the the, the, the mindset has been historically more open to trying different things, where Apple's been laser-focused at making a few products really well. Amazon takes this really broad approach of trying a lot of different things and seeing what actually works. I, I, I look at this, and I look at the technology here. How do you discern the digital landscape, Gene? I mean, I know you're very focused on trying to find value, what not to buy, what to buy in your iconic work on Apple. How do you see the digital milieu right now? What you want to do is take the companies and see which one are growing users. And of all the major Internet companies and the major hardware companies, you can you can take them and break them into two groups. And then ultimately is that you have to look at potentially what they have coming in the future. I think Microsoft's a good example, a company that has struggled to try to figure out what's next. They've unlocked some value in their balance sheet, but they've struggled to find out what's next. And so one of our jobs is to try to look inside these companies at, at things that aren't as apparent about areas that they're investing in that can allow the user growth to continue to grow. A company like Yahoo is struggling because as we think about their product roadmap, it's just harder to get excited uh, about you know where, where they're going to drive user growth down the road. Well, of the people who are trying to buy Yahoo, who has the best plan or best capability of coming up with something? I think just kind of a, a quick uh, side note is we're favorable on Yahoo stock because of their Alibaba share, which right. is a whole different animal here. But in terms of who would be interested in this, I think that, you know, we talked earlier about potentially AT&T, and that's been, been rumored. Um, I, I struggle with who would want to own Yahoo Core just because they've been trying for so long to fix it. And I think the mm-hmm. simple answer is at the right price, there's a lot of people right. who are interested in it, and it's got to be at the price that right. compensates the acquire for all the issues. Right. Gene, in the final minutes that we've got left with you, bring it back to Apple and the hysteria about iPhone 7. Translate for us the 470 articles that have told us that Mr. Cook's franchise is dead. We've seen this before. Yes. It's a pendulum. And what happens is when the expectations are low about the iPhone 
people get concerned. And at the end of the day, people are going to stay with their iPhones. The rebuy rates are going to remain above 90%. They're going to be more aggressive in emerging markets, and ultimately that's going to return iPhone to growth. I predict in 6 and 12 months, people are going to think Tim Cook's a genius again. In very quickly, if they reduce price to compete on iPhone, can they maintain margins? They can at the level that they're doing it, and they reduce price on one of their phones, the SE, by 11%, and they will be able to maintain margins in that scenario. If they get more aggressive, which we don't really see them doing, that may be a different mm-hmm. story, but we don't see that happening. Oh, Tim Cook, maybe down the road's a genius. Gene Munster, right now, you're a genius. Thank you so much with Piper Jeffrey with Perspective. Mike, those questions on Amazon you had were brilliant. I mean, it's like I, I don't know how many companies Amazon is. No. Three, four, I don't, I don't even know where to put it. They got a movie company. You know, yeah. I'm seeing more and more movies that are Amazon produced or whatever right. that is. They got a cloud company. I don't even understand what you were talking about. <laughs> Some kind of new cloud company. Uh, new cloud strategy, additional cloud strategy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they are. They're, right. they're a conglomerate, but sort of built from the ground up. They're not going out yeah. and buying I count the boxes of Amazon in the long hallway in the 8,000 square feet that we have. Yeah. You know, and you look down the long hallway of the other units, and I think my record's 15 Amazon boxes <laughs> in the hallway. Unbelievable. Michael McKee and Tom Keene, we are thrilled you're with us. Green on the screen, the Dow up six, the VIX 13.93 this morning. This hour of surveillance brought to you by BMW Mount Kisco. Visit BMWMountKisco.com. Here's Michael Barr with news headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. President Obama says foreign leaders are surprised by Donald Trump being the presumptive Republican presidential nominee. Sure how seriously to take uh, some of his pronouncements, uh, but they're rattled by him. President Obama, who's attending a G7 summit in Japan, says a lot of the proposals Trump has made display either ignorance of world affairs or a cavalier attitude or an interest in getting tweets and headlines. Hillary Clinton says the email controversy will not affect her campaign. The State Department's Inspector General released a report that was critical of Clinton's use of a private email server while she was Secretary of State. Clinton says the report also shows other Secretaries of State used private emails, too. Hillary Clinton is ahead of Donald Trump in a new poll when it comes to mid-income Rust Belt voters. According to a Bloomberg poll, likely voters with annual family incomes of 30000 to $75,000 in Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin back Clinton over Trump 46% to 39%. The solar impulse has arrived in Pennsylvania. The solar-powered plane landed near Allentown yesterday after a 17-hour flight from Dayton, Ohio. Global News, 24 hours a day. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Michael, thanks so much. Appreciate that. Green on the screen again. Dow up 20, 17,871. The VIX, 13.81. The 10-year yield, lower yield, 1.85%. Michael McKee and Tom Keene, Worldwide Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Outstanding offers are in full bloom at your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers. Take advantage of limited-time lease and finance programs on select models this spring season. Visit MBUSA.com for details today.